Hey guys, Jason Davis here. Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and in ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners. Check out the Tuttle Twins and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's nonstop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thanks for being here. Uh, there's a lot going on this week in Arizona and nationally. So I wanted to check back in with former U.S. Senate candidate Daniel McCarthy. The man Daniel is back with us. Dan, I know you're running ragged. You've been down at the Capitol every day. How are you? I'm fantastic. I I can tell you actually that I have more energy and, and more momentum than I feel like we've ever had. So it's it's the warm comments. I mean, I have thousands of people that reach out to me and say thank you, and and it's the most humbling thing in the world. So I feel like, frankly, there's a job to do, and and I just hope that in any way, shape, or form, I can help uh, accomplish the job. Well, you're doing it that nobody else wants to do because last time we talked, it was before the election, and we were talking about election fraud and what happened to you in the primary campaign and the potential for fraction magic. And now it seems that these Dominion voting machines may have skewed the vote. Um, So you've been down there at the Capitol every day pushing uh, the legislature. You were down there for the hearings with Rudy Giuliani. So quickly, just catch us up. Um, Being down there for the hearings with Rudy and all of that the following few days after, uh, just walk us through what happened and and how did that go? Well, the the evidence was overwhelming. And I mean, when I say overwhelming, I mean, we could have sat there for three days. We could have sat there for weeks on end and just uncovered more and more to this deliberate attempt to stifle the voice of freedom of the United States, which is our elections. Uh, there was, there is an undeniable truth that comes from math. There's an undeniable truth that comes from affidavits and eyewitness accounts. And it's just overwhelming. So when you're there, I went through the hearing and I could immediately, it kind of, I remember how August 4th felt for me. So on August 4th, we knew that we were cheated. And we knew we were cheated because we, we had the analytics to tell us that we, there was something not right about the results. We, so regardless of any of that, we, it just kind of struck that nerve for me. So immediately I kind of just said, what are we going to do to get our Arizona state legislator to do what they're supposed to do? Because at the hearing, uh, Rudy Giuliani made it very clear that the state legislators, they're the ones that have the obligation to send the actual electors. You don't actually vote for the president. 
uh, you vote for a slate of electors uh, to go vote for the president. And um, he he was suggesting that this Arizona state legislator invoke uh, Article two, Section one of the United States Constitution. So as soon as he said that, that to me was him basically saying to the public, saying, I need your help. You guys need to make sure your Arizona state legislator uh, does what they're supposed to do. I, I read between the lines and I said, OK. So that night we approached uh, all the legislators that were there. My team, I had a huge team of people there with me, of course, and we approached them and we said, what are you guys going to do about this? Like today, like right now. Uh, so this was Monday of last week that that happened. And then we just started to whip up the vote down at the Capitol. I said to, I said to the public, I said, hey, we've got to get down here to the Capitol because we need our legislators to invoke Article 2, Section 1, and we need them to do that immediately. And I, I crafted a document with my team, and this document was basically a letter of intent uh, to see who was actually willing to do their job. That's, that's all I was doing was saying, okay, who, who's going to do their job? But I think the documentation, uh, the way we drafted it was – so it could be something we could provide to Washington, D.C. if needed. It wasn't the, the intent of the document was not necessarily to provide to D.C. It was it was to get up the vote going um, and get these legislators doing what they're supposed to be doing. So that's where it boiled over, because they started to realize that the public was becoming aware of them stonewalling their responsibility by citing. Arizona state law. Arizona state law does not supersede the United States Constitution, and this is this is where the the fight can, is now at. We're we're battling it out with the state legislators to send the slate of electors that they're supposed to send. Right, and in fact, a couple of days ago, I think it was on the ninth, you were on the air with Garrett Lewis, KNST, Tucson, Arizona, and. Senator-elect Kelly Townsend calls in to basically debate you on why they can't do that. I was baffled. I mean, her main excuse is she doesn't want to make a mistake in the paperwork. Is that right? Or Yeah, it was baffling. I mean, the, the fact that she – some of the things that she said were very disturbing. I, I hope people picked up on certain things that she said that – I tried to spotlight as we were communicating, but she was filibustering and she was grandstanding and she was doing all the things that politicians usually do. And I was just stunned by the fact that at this moment she was even willing to do that. Like what a, what a critical error. I mean, so the pressure that's been put on her, I think since yesterday morning has been ridiculous. All of her constituents at this point are questioning her and that's shame on her and shame on all of them. They, they just need to do their job. And, and I have nothing against Kelly. That's the thing. I, I have, uh, I have no problem with Kelly. It's not like this is personal. This is, it's it's business. Get it done. Yeah. And it, I mean, it just seemed pretty clear to me that, you know, she, at least she didn't really want to do anything. Um, so something apparently happened because the very next day, I think it was Fincham announced that, the Arizona Senate is going to have now an official hearing with subpoena power. That's supposed to happen today. Is that, is that going to happen? It was supposed to happen, but it didn't happen. So I just got notification before I got on your, on this podcast with you from one of my, one of my guys that says very simply, I'll read it to you and your audience. Um, no hearing. There was no hearing. I don't see a letter from them either. So basically the, the hearing was canceled or they, they wouldn't allow the hearing to happen. So now the the attempt that they had was, okay, we're going to do a hearing. That way we can have a subpoena. That way we can start investigating. I tried to tell everybody it's a dead end. It's a, it's a waste of time. But 
Um, there's again, they're just stall tacticking, slow walking the process. They're waiting for the last possible minute. And then at the last possible minute, they're going to say to Arizona, Oh, we can't, uh, we have to send a resolution or we have to do this, or it'll be something that doesn't work. And unfortunately, th- this is why I started going after Mike Pence a little bit in terms of my communication, because why is the vice president not out here whipping us up? Why, why is it that, uh, the vice president of the United States is not out here doing this job? You know, this well, is a, but Jason, 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 this is a guy, the vice, Mike Pence is a guy, okay, that's been in, he's a, a bureaucrat, he's been in government for a long time, okay? This is a guy that also, at, at this point, is leading the coronavirus task force. He's the one that has unleashed these governors on us, right? He's the one that has, he hasn't stood up against any of this stuff and said to the governors, no more, no more shutdowns, no more this. Have you heard, has anybody heard that from Mike Pence? I haven't. So well, I'm looking well, at, I, I, well, I mean, but I haven't heard that from the president either. In all fairness, you're you're right. I mean, but I look at the president and I say, this is a guy that put Vice President Pence in, in responsibility of the coronavirus task force. Uh, this is a guy that, the, he, as the president of the Senate, he's the one that counts the electoral votes procedurally. So re- rather than doing his constitutional duty to make sure that our election is not stolen from us, he's focusing on the scamdemic. So I agree with you. Ultimately, the buck stops at the president's desk. I'm trying to say to everybody that I think that, uh, unfortunately... Um, I'm doing everything I can. Uh, the president at this point, I don't know who's his friends, who's not. Is he his own worst enemy? I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I just want, I want to make sure the world understands that Arizona is not going to go down without a fight. Um, if you think that you're just going to pry those 11 electoral votes out of here um, and, and get away with fraud, you, I promise you, you, you got guys like me that are just uh, – <laughs> We will, we will put a lot of political pressure. We've shut down their email servers. We've shut down their phone servers. We've had thousands of people down at the Capitol on Saturday, tomorrow. We have a Second Amendment rally down at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. We're, yep. we're expecting th- thousands of people. It's, it's game on, man. Yeah, and that's what needs to be done, and uh, you're doing what it takes. So what can we expect to happen going forward? Because, I mean, I'm sure, like you said, they're going to slow walk this. Obviously, Pennsylvania went down in flames. That's going to Biden. Um, it seems like to me the best chance the president has is this lawsuit out of Texas that, you know, 20 some states have already signed on to. Yeah, I think I think Article two, Section one is the most important option we have as a country, because people are seeming to forget how our actual system works. When you when you when you vote for the president, you don't actually vote for the president. It's basically a giant poll that you're committing to. Okay? Sure. That, that poll is, is then given to your state legislators, and then they, what they are supposed to do at that point is cast their their vote for electors. If Arizona state law contradicts that, it doesn't mean that the Arizona legislators have to follow it. So my point is is that the only thing I'm focused on and laser focused on is them sending the slate of Trump electors to Washington D.C. And until Monday, um, I'm gonna I'm not gonna focus on anything else except for that. I think. Personally, the only logical step is if, if for some reason these guys screw this up all across the country, if all of these states screw this up and they literally give the Electoral College to, to Joe Biden, then at that point I look at this and I say all the legal battles in the world are all defensive. They're not, they're not really pro, proactive lawsuits. They're not proactive litigation. They're, they're basically more smoke screens. Um, they may come uh, down the road three months from now or four months from now. Um, but ultimately we, we just can't afford a communist to take over our government or a communist team to take over our government. And that's what we're dealing with. Um, if 
this is Venezuela. This is what happens in Russia. We we can't we're not going to allow people to steal elections just because, you know, they have a enforcement arm of BLM or, or Antifa. We don't care about that, man. That doesn't scare anybody. Yeah, and the the problem is is that you know the Supreme Court and really all the courts have shown that they are just very reluctant to get involved, um, at least on this on these election issues. They don't want to be making these decisions. Even the Supreme Court unanimously, you know, uh, turned down the Pennsylvania uh, emergency injunction request. So, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you 100%. I just, I, to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not really holding my breath for anybody to do anything about it. I'm not either. I'm, I'm functioning off of Murphy's law. If it can go wrong, it's going to go wrong, and I, I just, I don't trust these people at all. I, I think these people are frankly incapable of doing the job so yeah i agree with you i'm i'm kind of preparing for the worst um but i'm hoping for the best and i'm working towards the best and that's all you can do now i think an issue that might even be more of a, of a greater importance at this moment actually is the approval that just came for the COVID hoax vaccine okay so the vaccine is coming uh, new york state has already introduced legislation to mandate it for all their residents yep I did a little research. There's been three court cases predominantly that deal with this issue. In all three, the courts sided with the government's ability to force uh, vaccination. Um, in one case, even by force if necessary. So uh, we need, you know, we're on the clock, uh, all hands on deck. What do you think is going to happen here in Arizona? Because this is a state issue. Um, I think here in Arizona, the mobilization of patriots uh, and uh, just the overall attitude of probably a quarter of a million people uh, will be immediately to reject this. Uh, I think the vaccine, vaccination is a breaking point. Um, I have a finger on the pulse, and I can tell you that it is a breaking point. It is a point in time in which people will literally stop what they're doing, go on strike. Uh, I think we're going to start seeing strikes. I think people will start saying no shut down hospitals. If you're a nurse, just walk out of the hospital and tell them no. If you're a teacher, tell them no, we're not going to take a vaccination. I'm out of here. Um, everyone's just going to have to immediately stop. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, you, you, what about people that have to pay their bills and, and, and live? It, it won't matter, folks. You, you cannot allow the government to do what they just did. Um, it is frightening um, that they're pushing us to, to this point. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually starting, I'm launching an effort actually today. It's coincidentally about that very thing. We're going to be mobilizing people for, you know, striking against this and that's what they have to do. And, and if people want to get involved and join together to fight that, uh, where can they go? What can they do? We have so many different ways that you can reach out to us. You know, we have so many projects m moving. I mean, of course, uh, the, I'm 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 right now in the process of setting up a, a gubernatorial race. So I'll be working on exploring a governor's race and setting up all the foundation for that. So you can go to Demand Daniel and reach out to me directly. Of course, the I'm I'm a big sponsor. I I, I like to donate money personally to the Patriot Party. I think the Patriot Party is a I think it's the right thing to do right now as Arizona citizens is to align yourself uh, with the Patriot Party. I would recommend doing that by going to ArizonaNewParty.com. If you go to ArizonaNewParty.com, uh, you fill out your information. Th that information, um, you're adding yourself to a list of thousands of people uh, that have committed to saying no more. Uh, the two-party system is clearly working together against us. 
And um, other than that, I can tell you that um, we have so many things that we're going to be launching to fight back uh, peaceably and uh, politically. Um, I would say to everyone to uh, come out on Saturday to a Second Amendment rally. Uh, Joe Biden literally just the other day said that one of his first executive orders is going to be gun control. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, so I want to get ahead of those things and just and just remind everybody that Arizona literally will not succumb uh, to this type of unconstitutional action. At some point, we will recognize treason for what it is, and we can't live like this. So it's it's important now that everyone next, networks together. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's demand, Daniel, everyone. Daniel, thank you for taking a few minutes out of your busy, busy schedule right now to come on and catch us up to speed. And we'll obviously be watching and keeping in touch with you as we go forward. Thanks again. No problem, man. Thank you, thank you for doing what you're doing. Keep on spreading the word. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation. 